Jesus. He is the truth, the truth that was there in the beginning. In the beginning, He created all things, and in the end, all things will belong to Him. He is the one who created the cosmos, stretched out the skies. He laid out all of creation and all that lives and breathes within Him. He is the one who upholds every single atom in the universe by the word of His power. The one who spoke the heavens into creation. The one who exhales starry hosts. The one who bestows life's breath. He is the one whose glory the heavens declare and whose work the skies proclaim. He is the one who looked down from heaven and willingly left glory and took on the humble position of a servant born into his creation as a human being. And being found in a form like us, he humbled himself to a selfless, obedient life and died a selfless, obedient death. Therefore, God raised him and elevated him to the highest place of honor and gave him the name above every name, that at his name every knee will bow and tongue confess him as Lord. He was, is, and always will be the living, breathing answer to all of life's hardest questions. He is the reality upon whom anyone can confidently base your entire life. He is Jesus. It's a pretty remarkable claim, isn't it? That a baby whose birth we celebrate tonight and tomorrow is king of the cosmos? Now let's think about the cosmos for a minute. This last year, the James Webb Telescope gave us a deeper glimpse into outer space than humans have ever seen before. Look at this picture with me. It's become one of the most famous images of a galactic cluster that contains thousands of galaxies that are billions of trillions of miles away from us right now. Each of the lights on this picture is not just a star. Each of those lights is a galaxy. Just a little perspective on galaxy. The galaxy of which our solar system is a part, the Milky Way, is about 100,000 light years in diameter. That's about 587,000 trillion miles wide. And it contains about 100 billion stars. That's a galaxy. And each of these lights is a whole nother galaxy containing hundreds of billions of other stars. Or check out this picture of two stars that are actually dying. And as they do, they create clouds of dust that forms this 
pulsing beauty in the sky. Or on the other end of the spectrum, look at this picture of a stellar nursery in our galaxy. Like those formations that look like cliffs are peaks of dust and gas, some of them as tall as seven light years that come from stars that are just beginning to form. The energy they produce gives this stellar nursery its shape and color. We could spend all night exploring pictures like these, but bring this back to what brought us here together tonight. In the majesty of the cosmos, see the mystery of Christmas. For Christmas declares that this baby born in a manger is God in the flesh. The God who spoke in Genesis chapter 1 verse 14 and said, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, the lesser light to rule the night, and the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. In Isaiah 40, verse 25, God says, to whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Did you hear? See these verses. God spoke and galaxies galore came into being. God calls the stars by name. Bob. Sue. Z13469er. I don't know what their names are, but God knows all of them by name. And Jesus, so now make the connection. Jesus is God come to us. God born in the flesh as a baby. This is breathtaking, life-changing truth of cosmic proportions. And I want to use that term cosmic intentionally this Christmas in a few ways. Because this word doesn't just refer to outer space. To speak of that which is cosmic is to speak of that which is vast and immense and immeasurable. So I invite you to consider first how Christmas is a cosmic demonstration of God's love for you. Christmas is a vast, immense, immeasurable demonstration of God's love for the world and specifically for you, right where you are sitting right now. God says in his word that you are his prized creation. More than stars or galaxies or planets because you have been made in the image of God himself. 
which means you've been created by God for relationship with God. You've been made by this God to enjoy him. The problem with us as humans, though, is that we have turned aside from the God who made us to do things our own way. It's interesting. You think about all of creation responds in obedience to the bidding of God. Stars and planets and mountains and ocean waves. They all do what God says until you get to you and me and we have the audacity to look at God in the face and say no. I know better than you what is good for my life. It all looks different in each of our lives, but we've all said that to God, some to the point where we've even denied the existence of God altogether. It's fascinating that we would say to the one who is causing our hearts to beat, putting breath in our lungs, we're going to ignore you altogether. The Bible calls this reality in each of our lives sin. And our sin separates us from God. And if we die in this state of separation from God, we will spend all of eternity in holy, just, everlasting judgment due our sin. But the good news of the Bible, the great news of Christmas, is that God has not left us alone in this state. God has come to us in the person of Jesus. And Jesus has lived the life none of us could live, a life of no sin. And then, even though he had no sin for which to die, he chose to die on a cross to pay the price for the sins of anyone who would trust in him. And then the good news keeps getting better because he didn't stay dead for long. Three days later, he rose from the grave, conquering sin and death so that anyone, anywhere, no matter who you are or what you have done, if you will trust in God's love for you in Jesus, God will forgive you of all your sin and restore you to relationship with him to enjoy him for all of eternity. Christmas is a cosmic demonstration of God's love for not just the person beside you, in front of you, behind you, but you right where you are sitting right now. Christmas is a cosmic demonstration of God's pursuit of you, of God's desire for you to experience eternal life with him by trusting in his love for you as the Lord of your life, which leads to the second way I would use this term cosmic in relation to Christmas. Christmas is not just a cosmic demonstration of God's love for you. Christmas is also a cosmic declaration that Jesus is Lord over you. Christmas is a cosmic declaration that Jesus didn't just come as God with us 2,000 years ago, 
but that Jesus reigns as God over us today. That's the passage in the Bible we've been studying as a church family for the last few weeks leading up to tonight in Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 and following describes Jesus this way. Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. It's what I was just talking about. It's what we've been walking through over the last few weeks. But now listen to how this passage ends. Verse 9, Therefore God has highly exalted him, Jesus, and bestowed on him the name that, the name that, is, the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Did you hear, see that? Christmas is a cosmic declaration that Jesus is Lord over all, that one day every knee will bow in heaven and on the earth and under the earth. That sounds pretty cosmic, doesn't it? That's every person in all of history including every single person in this room. Christmas is not just a traditional holiday for sleigh bells and stockings. Christmas is a holy, solemn declaration that one day every single man, woman, and child in Papua New Guinea and North Africa and Rome, Italy, and the Middle East, and every single man and woman and child in this room tonight will one day bow down before Jesus as Lord. Which leads to the last way I would use this word cosmic in relation to Christmas. Christmas leads to a cosmic decision for you. A decision of vast, immense, immeasurable importance. A decision that every single one of us in this room will make. Between two options. I'm going to put both of them on the screen up here just to make them as clear as possible. And I'll phrase them in a way that makes them as personal as possible. Here is the cosmic decision that Christmas leads to in every single one of our lives. Either you can turn from Jesus in your life or you can trust in Jesus as your Lord. It's two pretty clear options and there's no in-between. Though a lot of people try to live in-between, straddle the fence. Many people give lip service to Jesus Maybe go to church here or there. Or maybe even every week and pray and try to be a good, decent person. But at the core, the reality is they don't see Jesus as the Lord of their life. They're living how they want to live their life. But that's just it. If you're not trusting in Jesus as your Lord, then you're turning from Jesus in your life because Jesus is Lord. 
And one day, you and I and every single person is going to bow down and acknowledge this reality. The question is not, will you confess Jesus as Lord? The question is, will you confess Jesus as Lord now or when it's too late? And what is keeping you from doing so now? What is keeping you from trusting that Jesus loves you and knows what is best for your life as the God who made you and who reigns as Lord over all, including you? Let me close by showing you two last pictures. Actually, the first is a video. We'll go ahead and start it. It's a depiction by some German astronomers of zooming out from the Earth. So just to get a feel of where we are, here we are on the Earth, and as things zoom out, you start to get a picture of how small each of us are. On a planet that as of this year, actually just a few weeks ago, now has eight billion people. So you zoom out and you start to see the countries of the world and the continents. Before long, you're in outer space where just a relative few people have ever traveled in history. But before long, this pretty big planet starts to come into perspective. This world filled with mountains and oceans and continents and eight billion people starts to look pretty small. And you give it a moment, after a while, you'll see the sun come in, a modest star in our galaxy, a mere 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit on the surface. Like if we were just a fraction closer to the sun, we would all burn up in an instant. Yet before long, even the sun totally disappears. And you start to see all these stars, these hundred billion stars in our galaxy. They're everywhere. Which then leads to a picture of our galaxy, the Milky Way. And it hits you. Wait a minute. We're not even the center of our galaxy. We're like just a dot in the side of our galaxy. And then our galaxy fades into the distance. And you start to see these other lights. But those other lights that start to come about aren't stars. Each of these lights is a galaxy. And let's just pause the video at this point. Every single one of those lights is a galaxy. Scientists estimate there are about two trillion galaxies in what we call the observable universe that we can see. I guess my point is, maybe here in Metro Washington, D.C., we're not quite as big as we think we are. God is a lot bigger and greater and higher and more worthy than we think he is. 
maybe the God who spoke and all this came into being is worthy of more than attending a gathering or giving lip service to him on the side of our lives. Maybe this God is worthy of more than casual religion and patronizing traditions. Maybe this God is worthy of the worship of all of our hearts and all of our lives. And all the more so when you see this last picture. All the more so when you see that this God who created and rules over the cosmos loves us so much that he has done the unthinkable. Look at this last picture with me. I want to make sure you see it. God became like the people he created to identify with you and me. And not just to identify with you and me, but to pay the price for our rebellion against him. So that you and I and anyone who trusts in him as Lord will have eternity to explore and enjoy the God who made it all. Hear this good news on this Christmas Eve. The God who knows the stars by name knows your name. He knows you inside and out. He knows your struggles. He knows your sins. He knows your hurts. He knows your hardships and He loves you. So why would you not trust him as Lord? Will you bow your heads with me? All across this room, like amidst the busyness of the season, even this day, just take a moment with your eyes closed you before God. And I just ask every person in this room right now, are you trusting his love for you to cover over your sin? And are you trusting Jesus as Lord of your life? I invite you to hear God speaking to your heart in this moment, saying, I love you. You can trust me. And if you're not trusting in him, then I invite you to say right now in your heart to him in this holy moment to say, maybe for the first time and maybe for the first time in a long time, God, I praise you for your love for me. I believe that Jesus died on a cross for my sin. And I need you to forgive me of all my sin. I want you to be Lord of my life. 
I urge you not to live in pride before God, but to humble yourself before God right now to say I trust in you as the Lord of my life. And to know the Bible says, God says, everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved from all your sin. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. God, I pray that that miracle is happening in hearts all across this room right now as people are trusting in you. Maybe as people are coming back to you, maybe as people are getting off the fence and realizing that I, I don't want to turn from Jesus in my life. I want to trust in Jesus as Lord of my life. God, we praise you for this good news, for this cosmic good news that you love us in this way and you have made a way for us to know and enjoy you. All glory be to your name. Lord Jesus, King of the cosmos. And may it be evident in our lives that we believe you are who you say you are. In Jesus' name we pray these things. All God's people said.